grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week's lesson is the third story in the church year stories, the visitation. And it refers to the visitation of the Virgin Mary, newly pregnant with Jesus, after having received the announcement by the angel Gabriel, and she journeys south from the Roman province of Galilee into Judea to the town where Zechariah and Elizabeth are staying to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is six months pregnant with John the Baptist. We hear the word of God from Luke chapter 1 verses 39 through 45, and then I will pause and we will read after discussion the Magnificat, verses 46 through 56. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as my for indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Visitation refers to the pregnant Virgin Mary's visit to her cousin Elizabeth, who was herself, though formerly barren, pregnant with child, John the Baptist. And I ask the question in the notes, why did the angel Gabriel tell the Virgin Mary that her cousin Elizabeth was with child? It was in Luke 1, 36 through 37. And part of the reason is that this is the way God so often in the scriptures substantiates his revelation to someone. There is at least two or three witnesses. And so here, Gabriel appeared to Mary, announcing that she would be the mother of the Son of God. And by referring to Elizabeth also being pregnant with child and in the sixth month, Mary is then able to journey immediately to Judea and find it just as the angel Gabriel had said. So in the Old Testament Torah, it says words to this effect, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, all things are established. So this reinforces to Mary that indeed, when she finds her cousin Elizabeth is pregnant, indeed, she is carrying the Son of God. She has become pregnant but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we dig into these words. Verse 40, she entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Then it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary. So Mary's greeting of Elizabeth 
was a powerful greeting that caused the baby John, six months gestation, to leap for joy in the womb of his mother, and it caused Elizabeth to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We will talk more in a moment about the actual greeting of Mary, but it is more than, hi Elizabeth, nice to see you. It is a greeting which was itself inspired by the Holy Spirit, a greeting that was prophetic in nature, a greeting that proclaimed the Word of God by which faith was enlivened in the infant John the Baptist and by which Elizabeth herself was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So it is a greeting of Mary that carried with it the very Word of God and through which the Holy Spirit worked. So Elizabeth's response, verse 42, she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessedness in the Bible, and here the use of the language, refers to gifts of God's grace, unmerited, undeserved. So Mary was chosen, as we know, by God, not because she had no sin or was more virtuous than others, but she had been gifted. She was a woman. She was of the tribe of Judah. She was a descendant of David. She was in the proper lineage. And yet all of this was a gift. And then the choice of her to be the woman who would carry the seed that would crush the serpent's head was a blessed gift of God's grace. So blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. For Jesus, the Son of God, incarnate in Mary's womb, was a gift of God's grace to us. And then in verse 43, Elizabeth confesses her own unworthiness, her own sinfulness, and yet exclaims with a kind of restrained joy the overwhelming nature of having her Savior come to her, though she is a sinner, though she is unworthy. Here, the Son of God is in her home in the womb of Mary. And she says, why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And of course, there is actually an answer to that. To confirm the faith of Mary, to confirm the faith of Elizabeth, and to bestow the blessing of life and salvation through this child of Mary to all of them. Verse 44, for indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, so the voice of Mary's greeting and the substance of that greeting is what caused Elizabeth to conclude, this is the mother of the Son of God. For as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. This means there was infant faith in John the Baptist for joy is the byproduct of faith, a faith that is a miracle of the Word and Spirit of God. I cannot by my own reason or strength believe the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. And that's why it's so important to understand that the greeting of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth was a greeting that was filled with the Word of God, a confession of the gospel, the truth of God's mercy and grace, in the fulfillment of his promise in the sending of his son. Again, more of that in a moment. 
Look at Elizabeth's confession in verse 45. Blessed is she, she's referring to Mary, blessed is she who believed. And what did Mary believe? She believed the word of God proclaimed to her by the angel Gabriel. She believed the word of God spoken of in the Old Testament scriptures concerning the virgin birth of the Son of God, which the angel Gabriel also confirmed. So blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So the word of God is that which both creates faith and it is the object of our faith. It is what we trust in. And so Mary believed that word, and she said, if we remember, behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me as you have said, according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. And so here Elizabeth also has her faith in the word of God confirmed, and she confesses that here in verse 45, and the blessings of God's forgiveness, grace, and salvation in this child come to all those who believe in him according to the word of God. Now let us talk about infant faith and the sanctity of human life. This is one of the classic passages whereby we see how much God values uh, the unborn infant. You have the newly conceived Son of God in Mary's womb, less than a month gestation, and you have the infant John the Baptist at six months gestation in Elizabeth's womb. So these are wonderful passages that extol the sanctity of human life from the time of conception until natural death. Now to this question, what was Mary's greeting? Most commentators hold that St. Luke in his telling of the story did not interrupt the drama of the story uh, with exactly the substance of Mary's greeting until the end of that particular narrative whereby he reported the encounter. So you have this swift movement. It happened when Mary, oh, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then she spoke, blessed are you among women. What is this greeting? Well, I, along with these commentators, would argue that verses 46 through 55, which are referred to as the Magnificat or the Song of Mary, is exactly the greeting that Mary had given to Elizabeth. So verse 46 says, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his seed forever. Now, I read the entire Magnificat for us, but I'd like you to envision this scene. Mary, 
journeying south from Galilee, comes into Judea to the village where Elizabeth and Zechariah were residing, and she knocks upon the door of Elizabeth, so to speak, and the door opens up, and Mary, seeing her pregnant cousin, six months pregnant, exclaims in the words of the Magnificat, My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. That that Magnificat was the Holy Spirit-inspired confession of faith and song of Mary that inspired Elizabeth to also confess, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment uh, of those things which were told her. And what inspired her to say, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, inspired her to believe that Mary was carrying no one less than the Son of God himself. It is the power of this greeting that caused the babe to leap for joy in Mary's womb, for the Magnificat is a song of joy. And I think it is so very important to highlight that Mary in the Magnificat calls God her Savior. You don't need a Savior if you're not a sinner. She confesses her own lowliness in a humble, broken, contrite heart of contrition and repentance. You, he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, and his mercy is on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm, scattering the proud, those filled with self-righteousness and pride. He's put down the mighty from their thrones, but he has exalted the lowly and he has filled the hungry with good things. And in this Magnificat, Mary confesses herself to be lowly, to be one who is hungry for the Lord's word of grace. She confesses in this Magnificat that he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And you can see in the song of the Magnificat that she includes herself with all Israel and that what God did in choosing her is the unfolding of all that the holy prophets of old have spoken. From the promise of the seed of the woman, a promise itself of the virgin birth who would crush the serpent's head, through the seed of Abraham, the son of David, and every other promise in the Old Testament. So he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. So both Mary and Elizabeth extol the word of God as the means by which the Holy Spirit not only brought about the conception of John in the womb of a barren woman, the virgin conception of the Son of God in Mary's womb, but the word of God is also what causes the conception of holy faith in Christ in the hearts of every Christian. Mary greeted Elizabeth and her unborn son with the words of the Magnificat. In the Magnificat, Mary confesses herself to be a sinner and declares that God's promise of grace and forgiveness for the lowliest of sinners is fulfilled in the conception of his only son in her womb. He who is mighty has done great things to me and holy is his name. The Magnificat was inspired by the same Holy Spirit that brought about the miracle of Jesus' conception in Mary's womb. When Elizabeth and her unborn son heard the word 
they confessed faith in Mary's son with great joy. It meant that salvation was a free and unbridled gift of God's grace for the lowliest of sinners. The account of the visitation underscores the sanctity of human life made in the image of God from the conception of the tiniest baby in the womb of his mother to the most aged members of the human family. The Lord keeps his word to the unworthy. The word is the object of our faith. The Lord comes to the unworthy by his word, and the unworthy receive him, the word made flesh, with joy for the glorious gift of salvation. So what do we learn? Number one, the virgin birth and the gift of faith are a miracle of God's word of grace for sinners. Number two, Mary rejoiced in God her Savior, who had chosen her by grace alone to be the mother of his only son. Number three, Elizabeth and the unborn John rejoiced in faith that the gift of the Savior had come to them. Number four, John the Baptist had faith in Jesus and was filled with the Holy Spirit before John was born. And number five, human life is sacred from the time of conception. Let us pray. Almighty God, you chose the Virgin Mary to be the mother of your son and made known through her your love for the lowliest of sinners. As Elizabeth and her baby rejoiced when their Lord visited them while in Mary's womb, so teach us to rejoice to receive him as he comes to us each day in his holy word and sacraments. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.